Welcome to Startup Confidential, what food and beverage industry players will never tell you that you need to know if you're running a startup. Let's do this. Welcome to Episode 2. It was the worst of shows. It was the best of shows. The reality of trade shows, folks, is that they will take anybody's money and rarely give it back. They will never advise you to wait or skip this year, ever. Nor will anyone who is part of their stakeholder circle, at least not while they're at the trade show. Trade shows are designed to make it easy for the retail trade to learn about new products from established brands, learn about promos from established brands, and the key here is obviously the word established. What do I mean? I'll circle back to this in a little bit. But first I want to point out that in the premium end of CPG, where I work, the shows run by the SFA and New Hope have another purpose for retailers who show up. Discovering new brands is the one we know, but they also show up to discover new trends relevant to their private label portfolio enhancement. The bulk of the buyer population at New Hope and SFA shows, however, are still the original core that built these empires, independents and small natural specialty chains, who use these shows to concentrate their entire annual buying process since they do not have elaborate buying organizations, and these shows simply make it easy for them. But ironically, it is precisely these small players who are the easiest to get your product onto the shelf with any time of the year, if you simply go to their stores and shake their hands in your local area. You don't need a trade show to get on the shelf of your local independent retailer, folks. You need to get in your car and build a relationship. They onboard people all the time. But it gets even weirder, folks. There is another strange use of these shows by mass retailers who used to mock these shows at Budweiser Fueled Happy Hours not too long ago. Expo West specifically has become notorious for Walmart and Target buyers. And by the way, these are never senior folks. If you look at their skin tone, they're merchandising kids, although well-intentioned. Stalking the new products hall looking for very new brands to enhance their brand's appearance in the marketplace. If one of these guys is approaching your very, 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 very small company in terms of annual sales, trust me, they have no financial interest in onboarding you since your gross penny profit contribution to their P&L would not be discoverable by the smartest forensic accountant from KPMG. Retailers who want you to come on board without a financial motive, in this case, should be avoided like the plague, folks. You are being used for a larger corporate theater, the rules for which you do not understand, nor do you control. Every year, I see young founders with sales below $500,000, sometimes, honestly, pre-revenue brands, spending an enormous percent of annual gross sales on a trade show booth. And I cannot figure out why they feel the compulsion to do so, based on what you just heard me say. Trade show booths are not designed for startups, folks. In fact, unless you were raised in the industry or have worked in it before, you will be completely overwhelmed by the signal load if you show up too early in the life of your business. Specifically, you're going to be overwhelmed by the random folks showing up, each of which could tempt you with strategically unwise sales deals after the show is over. And you will not have the contextual knowledge to discern the dumb one from the good one. Why? Because almost any account... Approaching your booth, symbolically speaking, could double or triple your sales when you're that small. The problem is that a trade show booth for a young brand is trade overkill. 
Even among the hundreds of independents who show up, if you have not done considerable research, you will not be able to sort through the crazy supplement-dominated ones from the Willie Street co-ops in Madison, which have a near Whole Foods quality, high-traffic shopper base. Once you're more established and knowledgeable about the retail trade, it becomes a lot easier to make sense of what is going on at a show, like Expo West or the Specialty Food Association. Fancy food show. Before then, Expo West is just likely to cause cognitive overwhelm worse than you experienced at the end of your SATs. And I'm guessing you probably didn't run home and read a novel. Instead of showing up with a booth in the first $500,000 of annual sales, and look, if you want to, that's your choice. But instead of doing that, I think you should go only to these shows to network with two classes of people, dumb money, non-institutional capital, not the venture capital groomers walking the halls, and B, to network and to eavesdrop, excuse me, on more established brands like a social scientist, like an anthropologist, and and observe how they work their booths once they are established. But you can't really do the actual networking from behind your booth because you are stuck there handing out samples trying to smile all day long. And nor can you do the network cold once you're there because I can tell you the valuable stakeholders are already pre-booked. You've got to network outside of the show and arrange to meet folks there. Then you'll have a chance of really capitalizing on the concentration of talent and knowledge about the industry that shows up at these shows. The reality is that LinkedIn has largely taken over the role of show networking, both for money, angel money, and then family office money. But more importantly, it's taken over the role of networking for basic knowledge. You can now learn about the food and beverage industry, including the natural products end of it, if you want to call it that, much, much faster outside of these shows. And you can do it 24-7. So you don't need to wait until a trade show to acquire knowledge about an industry. And I'd be very concerned about a founder who acted like that. I believe you should absolutely attend these shows, one, each show that you want to be at, one to two times before you exhibit, even if it's for one day. But you really need to have an established business, guys. Over $500,000 in annual sales is a rough marker of having essentially an initial proof of concept in the premium end of CPG. It also more than likely assures, ensures you've been in business for at least three to five years, so you've acquired some initial contextual knowledge about the retail trade, which is necessary to make any sense of the signal chaos that will flood your brain. Once you've made it through what I call the death funnel, you'll be ready to network more effectively and prearrange key buyer meetings at the show. Once you're there, in terms of having made it through that death funnel to 500,000K in annual sales, trade shows are very, very useful if you need to do any of the following. Make a big impression in front of chain buyers you've already been courting, You need to poach and recruit talent from your peers by essentially using your booth as a company culture advertisement. And finally, you need to meet angel and seed investors or even institutional capital rapidly and conveniently during an accelerated raise. That's all I've got for you on Trade Shows, folks. Till next time, be safe out there. You've been listening to Startup Confidential. If you'd like more in-depth content from James, please sign up for his free monthly white papers by emailing him directly at james at premiumgrowthsolutions.com.